Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. I just couldn't forgive the Unification Church, so I shot him. We have got that amazing story, plus banning Berenson. But first, oh, it's that old boogeyman constantly. World Economic Forum proposes AI to automate censorship to get rid of all that awful hate speech and misinformation. We grab this from the fantastic ReclaimTheNet.org. As people struggle to pay their bills and dread the coming winter, the WEF, obliviously, maybe on purpose, talks about the dark world of online harms. They seem to be hard at work, square in the circle of combating internet trolls, i.e. solving the broadly and vaguely defined problem of terrorism, oh no, online abuse. By uniquely combining the power of innovative technology, off-platform intelligence collection, and the prowess of subject matter experts who understand how threat actors operate, because it takes one to know one, scaled detection of online abuse can reach near-perfect precision, says the World Economic Forum, and we will include the link to weforum.org, the solution to online abuse, AI, plus human intelligence. And James, I don't think this disclaimer started in the article, but of course, after all the awful people came after it, readers, please be aware that this article has been shared on websites that routinely misrepresent content and spread misinformation. James, I like to say I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a spoiler alertist. <laughs> Yeah. Spoiler alertist for reality, right? Yeah. All right. Let me check my card. Uh, WEF, AI, and censorship, social media censorship. Bingo! Yay! Yeah, this is the conspiratainment bingo uh, that just combines everything that's kind of floating around in the ether right now, uh, isn't it? And, um, well, to be fair, as they do note in their little disclaimer, please read the piece for yourself. The forum is committed to publishing a wide array of voices and misrepresenting content only diminishes open conversations because the content of this article is the opinion of the author, not the World Economic Forum. They're just publishing it on their site. Uh, you know, that's, that's all that means. Anyway, if you do actually read the article... This is a smorgasbord of nonsense. Uh, it, it really is vaguely defined, mushy, uh, online harm content, whatever they say it is, which uh, is just everything that you can think of from, of course, the, uh, uh, what, what's the acronym they're going with these days? CSAM, Child Sexual Abuse Material. Of course, they have to throw that in there, along with the disinformation, misinformation, whatever, Russian election hacking, whatever, nonsense. So they throw it all in together and say, how are we going to regulate and uh, and moderate this content? And yeah, so they throw in the buzzword AI. And what does that mean in this case? It means a training algorithm that is designed to detect whatever. They give the example of, uh, say, a knife for example, being in a video, but the AI is too dumb. It doesn't know if that knife is being used to um, to hawk some you know butcher's equipment or whether it's an actual stabbing that's being shown on video or something. So we need the humans in there as well. So basically, they say this isn't just an AI algorithm that flags things and then humans detecting whether it or not it should be flagged. But that is essentially exactly what they're saying. So <laughs> read through this. I don't know, again, what, what on earth is this other than just buzzwordy nonsense that in the end seems to amount to what's already happening on places like Twitter, 
where you get auto flagged and then they review it, right? Blah, blah, blah. It's the exact same thing. So there's nothing new in here, but it's just keeping all of these buzzwords in the zeitgeist, I think. It makes me think of Sophia, the totally real AI robot that has somebody behind the curtains working on, you know, I, again, I think it's so much of this feels kind of aspirational more than operational, as they say, that they, again, want to just keep selling us. Um, so they might publish, maybe they might publish something by us, James. We should submit some articles to the World Economic Forum since we just, you know, published a lot of different, you know, a variety of voices. Have you, I don't know if you've if you've personally come across this in the wild, but I've hit it on a local news site before where I was going to leave some snarky comment that didn't have swears, of course, any of that stuff. It's like, oh, that's instant trouble. But it was it was snotty and snarky. It knew before I even could. Po- it was like, oh, you're, are you sure you want to post this? Because it seems like blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, I do. That, of course, is gone. Some next thing I post, I made it even more just sort of normal. I was like, I love this place. Both of my comments essentially got slimed. They got removed. I think I saved them on archive.is. But again, to sort of see it in real time and have them say, oh, nope. The robots say, you're not allowed. Yeah, I'm sorry, James. I, I'm not, not going to let you say that. And that's just our, our first story on this New World Next Week, episode 493. And I think of it as basically the fast lane, warp speed version, if you will, of this sort of technocrat dreamscape of a completely safe and wonderful, loving puppies and rainbows version of a cleaned up Internet. I guess our second story here is still sort of the slow, clumsy version, but ultimately the end results, I think, are still the same. Independent journalist Alex Berenson presents evidence the Biden administration personally targeted him and Twitter acted. Newly released internal messages between Twitter staff show them discussing an April 2021 meeting with the White House where the Biden administration reportedly pushed for former New York Times journalist Alex Berenson to be booted for the platform, and then Twitter did it. Berenson was banned from Twitter for violating its COVID-19 misinformation rules. Four months later, in August of 2021, Berenson responded in ways, of course, that not many of us can, by suing Twitter in December of 2021, with the lawsuit accusing the tech giant of acting on behalf of the federal government in censoring and barring him from access to its platform. Berenson's account, of course, was subsequently reinstated just last month, July 2022, after both parties again. Something we would love to be able to get into the game of. Man, I'd love to be able to lodge lawsuits that then, of course, they quietly settle out of court. Both parties settled it. He got his Twitter account back. Twitter is not the only one, though. Shocker. (laughs) Farmer Billy's Bing is censoring search results for Alex Berenson's Unreported Truths. That's the name of his substack. And Vanity Fair has said about this guy, an ex-New York Times reporter has become the right's go-to coronavirus skeptic. But James, he also is a Yaley that wrote a whole giant book about marijuana mental illness. So again, it's a, it's a strange thing. I'm not coming at this saying this is the greatest journalist. I can't believe he's being attacked. But it's happening, I think, to, to a lot of people if I guess you're you're not in the club, 
James? Yeah, in fact, I think the way that I actually know Berenson's work is through um, Ryan Christian, The Last American Vagabond. Um, he often will cite, oh, you know, Berenson said this, or Berenson tweeted this. But Ryan Christian always notes that he has personally sparred with Berenson on Twitter, I think Twitter, over the um, uh, marijuana madness kind of yeah. nonsense stuff. But that's what I love about Ryan. He will be objective enough to say he is absolutely totally wrong about this, but he makes a good point over here. So I appreciate that level of objectivity. That's the only reason I think I even know of Meredith's work, who seems from what I, again, I don't follow it, but he seems to be one foot in the, enough of a foot in the mainstream and enough of a foot in the conspiracy realist world to sort of straddle that line a little bit. And, oh, this is a credible journalist who questions the narrative kind of thing. Anyway, as you say, this isn't about Berenson per se. This is about the broader story of the White House and government officials stepping in to pressure a social media company to ban people, which, uh, again, there's lots of things swirling around the First Amendment, free speech and all of this and, you know, government regulation of social media and whatever. But um, the standard refrain that, well, this is a private company, it can do what it wants obviously doesn't apply when the government is telling that private company, hey, we can regulate you as seven ways from Sunday, so you better get rid of this guy. That is a clear and on-its-face breach of the First Amendment. So uh, I, I'm very interested to see how this plays out in the courts, but I'm not exactly holding my breath that it will play out in a way that's necessarily beneficial to the average person. Uh, I guess... In keeping with my recent Solutions Watch on delete social media, I'll just insert the uh, the roll safe meme of you can't be deleted from Twitter if you're not on Twitter. I think I heard of him just again these last these last insane couple of years because anybody who came from the mainstream world who dared to question the the COVID official story is is I would hope and think to be an ally. He dared to question the coof. He's gotten into a fight with Disney Vice about, I think, the, the marijuana thing. So, again, interesting stuff. And that's what we like to do here on New World Next Week is, is again, as James, you and I do in our decade pluses of work, hopefully present the information and give the links and give all the supplemental stuff and people can make up their own minds and do their own research. But as I had uh, briefly referenced a few moments ago, it's a big cult and you ain't in it. Unification Church ties cited in 40% of senior administration positions in Japan. About 40% of newly appointed senior vice ministers and parliamentary secretaries and another cabinet member acknowledged having ties to the Unification Church or its related organizations, the Asahi Shimbun has learned. Justice Minister Yasuhiro Hanashi on August 15th said he was interviewed by an organization linked with the Unification Church, which I didn't know this is formally now called the Family Federation for World Peace and Unification. You might know them and love them as the Moonies. Hanashi is the seventh member of the reshuffled Kishida cabinet to confirm ties with the Unification Church. The church was also connected to lawmakers of the ruling Liberal Democratic Party, now serving in high administrative positions. The LDP faction, once led by former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, and James, it was at this point in the article that I was like, aha, th this is why he wanted to cover this story. 
The LDP faction, once led by former, or at least one of the reasons, I don't want to put put ideas in your in your brain. The LDP faction, once led by former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, had the most ministers, the most members named as senior vice ministers or parliamentary secretaries at 13. Five had some link with the Unification Church. And James, did we we talked about it here? Abe was gunned down on July 8th while giving a campaign speech in Nara. The suspect told police the Unification Church financially ruined his family by collecting huge donations from his mom. He said he targeted Abe over his connections to the Unification Church. I've got a decade-old post on MediaMonarchy.com after the death of the, the old boss man in 2010, how Reverend Moon's snakes infested the U.S., but dude, I guess wanted to whack the current head of the church as well. From the aforementioned Disney Vice, Abe's assassin once tried to kill the leader of the Moonies Church. James, this is like a crazy dark tale of revenge fit for an action film. I knew that if I aimed and shot at former Prime Minister Abe, I might die, but I just couldn't forgive the Unification Church, so I shot him with a shotgun. Tetsuya Yamagami said in police interviews. <laughs> You gotta admire his gnarly dedication. Jeez, James, I don't know that we've talked about the Unification Church before on the air or off mic, but growing up, I feel like the Moonies were a thing that my parents and their friends and their peers all kind of joked about. The late 70s and early 80s, you might recall being a real go-go time of cults. And watch out, they're gonna mass marry you. It actually, it kind of hits me kind of like Scientology before Scientology became a household name that they've that they've now become. It's kind of funny. Yes, we can laugh about the cults, but I think there are obviously some serious results sometimes, James. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right about that. Somehow Scientology took kind of the cultural place that the Moonies yeah, may yeah. have had a couple of decades ago. And and I guess people only have ability of space for one cult in their mind at any one time. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know why or how that happens exactly. But it is, it is interesting. Anyway, uh, let me check my... Conspiratainment bingo card. World Economic Forum, no. AI, no. A Great Reset, no. Bill Gates, no. The Jews, no. The Lizard People, Vatican, no. N this doesn't hit any of them. All right, well, then it's boring. Let's get rid of it. No, this, you're, you're right. This is the follow-up to the Abe assassination open source investigation that I held. This is, this is what has ultimately actually eventuated from that, but it's nothing to do with the uh, the World Economic Forum, or people trying to say in the wake of the Abe assassination, he was actually against the globalists, guys, and that's why they got rid of him, which is, it's hilarious. It shows me this is someone who has, had, knows nothing about Japanese politics. It would literally be like George W. Bush gets assassinated, and suddenly people are trying to tell you, oh, he was actually against the globalists, guys. That's why they whacked him. No, it has nothing to do with that. It is about this Mooney's link that is a real conspiracy that is now actually being exposed here in Japan. It's it, it's kind of interesting to be watching this real time and uh, some of the bizarre things that are happening. I saw a clip of a Japanese TV program. It was one of those typical airy Japanese talk show programs where they're usually talking about fluff and nonsense. And someone brought up the Mooney connection to so many different uh, political figures and all the panelists just shut up and sort of bow their heads and stop talking. And then the host is like, and now we go to commercial. <laughs> like this kind of stuff is happening now and it's becoming this big political issue. That's why uh, Kishida did a complete cabinet reshuffle uh, a week or two ago. And 
And now it turns out every, almost everyone who's in the new cabinet also has ties to the Moonies. So it's bizarre. And the, it, it is a bizarre situation that um, I believe I was reading that something like 70% of the Moonies' revenue comes from Japan which is odd for a Korean organization, but that just goes to show the sort of international tentacles that this organization has. Of course, as you, as you allude to, also in the United States, the Mooney Times, the Washington Times. Um, and uh, just last year, I believe, uh, Trump was giving a 9-11 speech to a Mooney uh, gathering, you know, via video hookup or whatever. So there's still this bizarre political connection that's, that's flying under the radar for some reason. As I say, I don't know why or how this has gotten sort of swapped around in the political public consciousness, but it's still there. This is a real conspiracy that is still ongoing, but I guess it just doesn't hit the conspiratainment bingo card, so people aren't that interested. I think this is one of those kind of stories that we have often strived and tried to maybe close a New World Next Week episode with. That one that goes just seemingly far afield it doesn't fit into the peg it's not about 9-11 it's not about the federal reserve but i i think i i like that it shows you're only a couple of handshakes away from weird esoteric stuff in mainstream lamestream kind of normie politics james there it is new world next week episode 493 we are indeed moving the good thing now is we know where we are moving the good news, yeah, we have signed the daily. Then see, already, already some less less boxes behind me. Already a little bit of less mess. Um, speaking of moving some boxes, Castbot actually shipped out a whole bunch of stuff today from the New World Next Week store at newworldnextweek.com, including, of course, that brand new Media Matrix documentary DVD. And James, Benny Wills on his Monday memes show. He was he was rocking his Media Monarchy baseball cap. And huge thanks to him. And, of course, he's got his new season of Parhesia coming up. But, yeah, it was fantastic to see him rocking, rocking his cap. Again, I love to be able to mention Ryan from T-Lab and, and Benny from, from Joy Camp and, and all the other stuff. James, we don't have a giant kind of community of colleagues and folks. So it's nice to have the couple of folks, again, who are, just seem to be real deal. I've met Ryan Christian in real life again. We're essentially all people who came from other fields. James, you were a teacher. I was an FM radio guy. And we all kind of find ourselves in in strange times. James, uh, to stop my rambling, uh, what's, what's coming up next from the Corbett kingdom? Uh, a little bit of quietude. Um, I will be releasing stuff over the next few weeks, but I'm preparing for stuff that's coming in September. Um, but you'll see it when you see it. Okie dokie. And and even, you know, to even tell folks, there are things we have that are ready to go that we have in the stock room, as it were. We're just still kind of maybe pumping the brakes a little bit. Oh, yeah, because what, what do they say? You don't you don't introduce new products in August. Everybody's on vacation. It's summer. You know, it's I think, God, oh, geez, poor kids are already heading back to school already. But, yeah, there's a lot coming from the media monarchy and the corporate report kingdoms. So I appreciate you, man. Right back at you. Do it again next week. Take care. All right. Take care.